Thank you and Diane for asking me to speak. This is a great honor. Oh my gosh. Um an assembly. I remember when I was at my first assembly and I went to the first um, speaker meeting, I was like, like, how do they do that? Like, how do they stand up in front of people and give a part of themselves away? Um, and that's service. And so I thank you all for your service over the years because you made me become the person that I am working on me today. Uh, Diane said I've been in the program for about eight years. Um, some days seems just like yesterday. I walked into my first Al-Anon meeting, it was a Friday night meeting on Benton, and um, the first thing they said to me is, do you want to help with books? <laughs> I said, of course. I'm a member of this group. I can put books away. I belong. A little bit of a history. I'm one of five children. I'm actually the eldest of the second grouping because there was um, five to six years between my brother and I because my mom had had a miscarriage. So I was uh, the wanted child after the loss. Um, which didn't serve my brother and sister very well because I was a problem. I was the baby. They couldn't do what they wanted to do because they were six and nine years old. They wanted to do the things that they wanted to do. They didn't want to be tied down by the baby. Um, I was followed by a sister at three years younger than me and another brother two years later. Um, Personality-wise, I am the eldest of the second. I married uh, my husband, uh, who I was married to for 32 years. He was one of seven. Um, his dad was an alcoholic, so I had found the perfect match. The adult child was an alcoholic. I was uh, the child of a rageaholic. My dad, um, he suffered from ulcers, and uh, the doctor said, told him not to hold any anger in. And he didn't! <laughs> uh, when I met my husband, it was a perfect match. Um, he was very good at telling me what to do and how to do it, when to do it. And I was more than willing to be told. I didn't marry an alcoholic, though. His dad was an alcoholic. He was an alcoholic. He met when I was 16 and he was 17. And we had good marriage, highs and lows. You know, throughout, you know, you go through those hills and valleys and hills and valleys that you work your way through. Um, but I have to say that the last 10 years of my marriage were very difficult at that. Um, that's when his drinking had um, gotten to the point of where it was interfering with life. We were casual drinkers. You know, we went out in our 20s. When I was in 30, we were part of a football group and we would go out, you know, and have a good time. Um, but it wasn't until we started using alcohol to distract that, um, you know, you like that match. And once the match is lit, 
Um, he had a hard time stopping. He was in over five treatment programs, some that were um, suggested by the state, some that were suggested by me or I would believe, some were suggested by a doctor. Um, none of them were none, repeatedly. Even after several um, stints in the ICU, with them telling me he was never going to make it. And uh, six months in a rehab center where he had um, tested for any control. And they told me that he would probably not survive. Well, God had a different plan. Um, God gave him a GI bleed. He sent him to the hospital, and the doctor said, Listen, they have this new thing. Um, it's a combination of two medications. It's experimental, and uh, they're not quite sure if it's going to work, but we want to try it. He says it's going to be expensive. Well, at that point, we were over our heads and bills, and it didn't really matter. I said, sure, what the heck? Tried everything else. I went from a man that was in a rehab center um, to compete and see himself was confined to a wheelchair, and um, they gave him this medication. And the third day after the medication, I walked into the hospital room, and for the first time, he knew who I was. For the first time in over a year. I walked in, and I said, do you know who I am? And he said, well, of course I know who you are. You're my wife's cat. And I said, he said, I'm not even over the I, um, it was unbelievable. God had a different plan for me. But I think your heart is. I had to be his plan. His job. Not mine. He did find sobriety after um, a long, long path. And uh, he had a very, very um, sweet body. I'd like to tell you that that stint in the rehab center sent him to rehab and then he was fine. But that wasn't true. Um, but he did find sobriety after um, staying, uh, finding his way to a five cross mission. He was in a six month program for two years. He started working for the mission, and that's basically what saved his life. Um, without that, he would not be here. He's been sober now for eight years. And none of mine. He had to do it. He had to work. He had to do the full work. He had to become the man that he was supposed to be. He had told me uh, when we were first married that he was never going to be his dad. One of the worst things I ever said to him is, You are worse than your dad. He said to me, Well, you don't have any idea how I grew up. And I said, well, I know I've been in this family since I was 16. I have a pretty good idea. Talking soul. When I came into Al-Anon, um, they talked about first three steps. I can summarize the first three steps in six words. I can't. He can't. I'll let him. Yes, my life was unmanaged. 
But only people just did it my way. I read lots of books on alcoholism. I had educated myself crazy. And I read this whole series of five books about getting them sober. Because of course, if he was sober, then the world would be wonderful. If I could have read him sober, he would have been. And life would have been great. Not so much. We had a lot of ups and downs, and a lot of them had to do with um, financial problems, which tends to run in alcoholic families. Figure that one out. Um, we had um, gone through um, foreclosure, foreclosure, repo. One time, um, the poor man came to my door and he had the rental house that I had, and it was just before Thanksgiving, and uh, he gave me the foreclosure notice for my primary house. Um, and then he returned three weeks later, just before Christmas, foreclosure notice on my um, condo that we had purchased. Um, and I turned to the man and I said, I'm really sorry you're here. We really have a crappy job. And he turned to me and he said, well, I hope you have no more property, okay? Um, I thought all that was pretty much done, and um, also when I was in the rental house, um, they came and they reported that car, which was quite interesting, because, you know, those guys are really good. My car was here, and I had a car in front of me and a car in back of me, and they literally must have lifted it in the air and figured it out. I have no idea how they got that. Things tend to happen in the I had three rental houses before I found my um, my condo where I was at now. And that was a gift from my aunt. Um, but I was totally powerless. That's when I decided to step one. I had no power. What was going to happen to me was going to happen. The second step talked about returning to sanity. And when, I, and when he was drinking, I was the crazy one. You know, the police would come and he would say to them, well, if you are married to this place, wouldn't you drink? And he would, you know, and I'd say, well, I'm going to be such a witch if you didn't drink. And he would, would spiral on and on and on. I was the one. That's how I felt. I had a doctor, daughter who was acting out. I had a son that was failing at relationships and also in college. First time in my life I had ever seen a 0.0 grade point out of that first. He came home for Christmas and uh, luckily his report card came to state after Christmas. Um, and we promptly um, put him in the car on January 3rd and took him back to Southern, and he walked in the office himself, and he packed his crap up in the van, and he came home. And I said, you know, this is a choice you made. 
fight out of your reality party because now you have to become a man. You're 19 and you have to become a man. We have no insurance that covers you anymore. You need a job, you need a car, you need insurance. He did. He stepped up. That a job at Target in Missouri, he went back to school on his own time, doing an associate's degree in fire science. He picked himself up off how you bootstrap. This is what he needed to do, but I needed for him to do that. In order to know sanity, you must know insanity. I was really depressed when I came into Al-Anon. Um, my daughter had come home five minutes, seventeen, and she lived with us. I was the mean mom. I made her um, stay in high school and graduate. So we did a graduation, a christening, and a wedding all in three months. I'd like to tell you that everything was wonderful. She left her husband. He ended up um, having a little bit to trying to save him, and he ended up having a little much to do with alcohol and drugs. And she came back to me. At that point in time, I had had enough with my husband, and I had finally lost it. That was a very, very hard My son also had a relationship breakup, and I'll never forget the time when um, he came to tell us about him, and actually it was my daughter who brought him over to our house when he was drunk. And there's nothing quite like seeing a father and a son hugging each other, both drunk, and your husband is saying, please don't be like me. Please be more. And I'm happy to say that through the experiences that he had, he had made himself more. Step three talks about making a decision. I had to make a lot of decisions when I was uh, working with Step three. I had decided to find a divorce, my husband. But you have to understand that um, he was coming out of a rehab program, and um, I had asked him for the divorce while he was at the rehab program, and my rationale behind that was, well, he has lots of support. And that I couldn't just dump him and, and not treat him without support. So, that's what I did. I finally asked him something that had been on my mind for three to four years. When I asked him, I looked him straight in the face and I said, I will always love you. But I don't like the person I am when I am with you. I'm not my best person. And I'm working on that now. At that point, I had probably been in Al Anon for a little over a year. He went through bankruptcy, divorce, and foreclosure all in three months. I do want to get to three. One of the things that was said to me by an old timer was, well, think of it this way. God gave you a gift. He gave you all three things at one time. So all you have to do is breathe for all three instead of breaking the up and a bunch of little things. I 
There's another um packet of three. Change, blame, and grief. These are the set of my three feelings. I felt these were my feelings as I being a character and deficit. Shame, I have laughed the shame about raising my kids. Claim, if I had provided a better home, I gave them many things. Our life really was picture perfect for a while there. There were actually people who were surprised, even when police came to our house when we got a divorce. We had lots of grief. Um, early in our marriage, um, when I had my uh, newborn son in my arms, uh, we had lost uh, my father-in-law. We had exactly one picture of him and my son at the age of um, three years. He was the alcoholic in uh, my husband's life. He did find recovery, but it was late in life due to illnesses that he had. Um, but they did and were able to enjoy him for about five years later. And his brother once said to me, you know, I never really knew my dad. The interesting thing is, is, um, that's very close to what my son had said to me about two years ago. When my, uh, Person was very sick. My kids didn't have a whole lot to do with them. Never went to see them in the past. And um, it was about two and a half or three years where they really didn't have any touch with them. For me, they knew what was going on. They acted on it. They really just wanted to forget that. And about two years ago, my son said to me, You know what? I finally have the dad I want to have. They have a really close relationship now. And they have been working together. Oh my God, that shocks the heck out of me. How that can happen, that's bad for Nobody else can do that with that. Also, when we were in a marriage, um, there was a car accident involving um, my sister-in-law, my brother-in-law, um, and three children. They had left our house on Christmas morning in the car run on Friday and Christmas evening. After spending the whole day together, <coughs> we got a phone call um, from my nephew um, that said that um, he was talking to Marty. And uh, when we got on the phone, um, he said, I think everybody's dead. He said, uh, his mother had survived. She was in the back seat, she was in the front seat. Um, but my brother in law and the two little girls that were eight and ten were still. There was a lot of grieving This is when I lost my faith in God. Because why did God do this? Why would He do this? Especially three girls. There was no reason I had to die. I had a really, really I really turned my back on God. I also had a loss with my mother-in-law, who was my very good friend. I know that 
and I stayed with her, and I took my job, and I thought to leave, so my job to stay with her. And the one day, when I wasn't there in the morning, called me, she said she didn't come hurt her. And I said, did you bring her to me again? She said, yeah, I did want to give some food. She told me to get her from And I said, well, take some time to go to bed.
When I was growing up, I didn't have a voice. I didn't even feel like I had a right to ask for You know, children are eighteen and nineteen. I'm not giving a voice. A voice to say how it feels. And that's okay. Their feelings. Not just stifle those feelings and smash them down and then, and then feel resentment and regret. My service opportunities have been a wonderful tool. It has told me that there are three entities, um, and they are me, myself, and I. Me is what I came in with for me. Myself is who I am becoming with the help of Al-Anon and the 12 steps and the group members and the support that I got. That's the power of me. We can do what I can. And I is who I am striving to. And that's just a better name. I talk about the power of three, and there's actually a symbol. You see, I was not picking it or not. It has some other symbolism to do with it, but the power of three, as you can see, it has three strong for me. It can be doing things in the Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about, um, Step four and step five. Step four and step five are uh, actually the inventory. And speaking with someone else about admitting your wrongs. Now your wrongs can turn out to be a list of all the good shit of it. But for me, what I did is the old fashioned way I I put all of my deficits down. We're all very good at putting our deficits down. As a person, I did my fifth step with that. Now, what I want you to do is match every single one of those with the positive. That's the hard To see yourself as anything positive is a hard thing. I've worked my steps as stepping stones. I think of them as a one hour nine member shares with me as stones in a pond, six stones in a pond. And each one has a number on it, each one is a twelve. And I find myself that whenever I need a step, I find myself right on that rock. When I've had problems and I've been on the phone with my sponsor or other Al-Anon members who's supporting me, very often they say to me, And what step are you working? Day. And I have to think, what stuff am I working with? Where am I here? Am I doing the one, two, three dance? Yeah, sometimes I am. And maybe that's why I need to be that day. I want to talk a little bit about another three, which is faith, hope, and love. Faith is I can't do this myself. There has to be a power. And when I first came into Al-Anon, the power was the first. I had lost my faith. And you know, I used to call God now. I had lost my faith. It took me quite a while before I could get there. I could actually talk to him and not see me now. Because it wasn't very well in this 
emotionally, mentally, and physically. You have to embrace the past. And it's not an easy task. But it can be done. Especially with support of the people in the Alamon. And I don't know where I would be without support of these people in my Alamon group. This disease tries to embrace us. Um, first, when I found the disease, like I said, it was only three. And the second time, um, when the doctor had put in my port for treatment, he made me my first chemo, and I don't see that when talk about that. Um, they found out that it was in an artery and kind of thing. So if she would have given me that treatment, it would have gone directly to my brain. I don't think that. Oh. And the third time was when I had to go for the repair. And the um, radiologist um, had told my daughter that, you know, there was a possibility for me to lose that because of her reposition. And for the first time in a long, long time, I don't cry. My daughter grabbed me by the shoulder. And she said, You need to be here. And I said, What? She said, I love you. I really do. And you need to hear me because you need to know this. I didn't think I was ever going to hear those words from my daughter. We have a better relationship now. Like I said, I gave up what I had no control over. And that was what the people said to me. It's all in God's time, not mine. I talked about doing the one, two, three, and the sex of three that made a difference in my life and the power of three. The weird thing is, is, you know, I'm thinking about this talk, and every time I wake up, it's the weirdest thing. I wake up in the class and says, one, two, three. <laughs> or it says, four, five, six. <laughs> and I'm thinking, okay, that means the eight, nine, ten. <laughs> I believe that there is a power in our power. And we just have to open ourselves up so that we can let the power in. Because it's already here. We just have to let it out. You know, it's being like Dorothy. We have power all the time. It's within us. And with that, I mean, we come back. Okay.